Yo! We are Brooke and Sid. And we're talking BS. Belief systems, of course. (laughs) Thoughts create our realities, and we are passionate about creating better thoughts. Join us as we figure out life from the inside out. Figure out what's holding you back and how to get out of your own way. Come Come join join us as as we we talk BS. Yo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three. Talking BS. We are so excited to be here talking about this because I think this is a big one in terms of what we mean by talking BS. Yes. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about your thoughts. (laughs) And how thoughts can create your reality. Yes, how our thoughts, how all of our thoughts create our reality. I know some of you may have heard this to have a better reality, just think better thoughts. Yeah. But what does that mean? So what I wanted to introduce you to is my version of the circle of life. (laughs) I don't know the lyrics to that. But this is my circle of life. And this is something that I've had um, kind of ingrained in me. I was telling Brooke before how it got ingrained in me. I think my parents had done a workshop or something at some point as I was growing up as a kid. And they'd drawn this up on a whiteboard. And that just sat down in our rumpus room for years. So when I played, this was just kind of in the background. And it ingrained into my head. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> so I want you to imagine a circle, if you will, that has four elements, each element impacting the next, right? And this is how I see the circle of life. So we all have a belief, mm-hmm. a fundamental belief that we live by. That belief, from that belief, we think certain things, we feel certain things about ourselves, about the world around us, but that controls our thoughts and feelings. Those thoughts and feelings drive behavior. Mm -hmm. drive action and how we interact with the world and those behaviors give us results based on what we've done that then reaffirm the belief so that reaffirmation is and that's just how we we operate as human beings because we like we like comfort we like routine we like a sense of expectation and you know dependability and so we often look for things or look for behaviors and things that will give us the results because we want our beliefs to be reaffirmed. Yeah. That's how we operate. Yeah. If we think a certain thing, we want that to be the truth. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's rare that we confront that or break that circle. Yeah. But that's what I want you to do today. Yeah, and I think um, this is super important because a lot of our beliefs are made when we're really young. Yes. Like five. I think is when people certainly we start forming these you know these paradigms and these and often and I know you're probably going to touch on this later but often those beliefs aren't even beliefs that we necessarily form ourselves at that age we're given those beliefs you know so we're like told to behave a certain way or told that this is how things are done here in this place yeah either culturally Mm -hmm. or in your family yeah or just in society you know that and that creates a belief and that belief drives everything else. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about BS, belief systems, we're talking about those underlying beliefs and how those beliefs impact your thoughts and feelings, how they drive your behavior, how they give you your results and how they reaffirm themselves. Now, if your results suck, if you're living a lie, <laughs> and this is where, you know, it could be out of, you know, you're just in a funk, you're in a bad place, or you could be going through, you know, something traumatic, or you, the, the results, the things that are happening in your life aren't ideal, or aren't what you want, then I think this conversation 
is hopefully going to give you some tools on how to break that cycle. Yeah, I think, you know, we've spoken about belief systems a couple of times and now I'm really diving into what that means. So this circle, I think, is the system of beliefs. It is. It's not the circle of life, it's a system of belief. It's a system. It's the system. <laughs> the system of belief. Okay, this is time to a karaoke show. I love this. But this is, and this is gonna, this, if you get this, or when you get this, not if, when no. you get this, yeah. this is a game changer. Because when you realize that, when you realize what that circle is, for whatever the belief is, it pulls you out of it, and then suddenly this type comes back to what we were talking about last time, brings you to a space of awareness. Mm -hmm. And by being aware, you can make a choice as to where you want to change. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways you can change, and there's a couple of things that we're going to, going to touch on. Uh, one is being able to change your thoughts and feelings. Yes. So if you want different results, you know, you can start being aware of what's the pattern in your head. Mm -hmm. what, are this, what is the feeling that you drop back to? What's the default programming? Mm -hmm. And by changing that default programming into something else, yeah. installing new programming, yeah. how's that going to change your behaviors and what are the results you're going to get out of that? Yeah, because I mean, especially as adults, life can be so mundane, especially if you work a nine to five, it's so automatic Boy. for you by now. No, I'm not taking it. Love that if you love that, then that's yeah, great. But absolutely. if you don't love that, then yeah. we're here to, you know, hopefully make you aware of why you're stuck. Totally. And this, this helps for people who are stuck in a rut too. Yes. Yeah. Because I hear this a lot and I'm glad you said 9 to 5 because I, there's just so many conversations that I have with peers and friends and just just people who, when we meet for the first time and they take a look into our lives yeah. as entertainers, it's such a such a different lifestyle to that 9 to 5 yeah. grind and hustle. And I get that 9 to 5 grind and hustle. Yeah, like I I, so do I. I lived yeah. it. That was we my reality. This, yeah. Right? We we were you. If you're listening and you're in a 9 to 5 and you're like, I hate this, don't worry, so did I. Like Absolutely. I was there. Absolutely. And so then you hit a point, right? Yeah. Where you were like, this can't be it. No. So you started questioning your results. Yeah. Yeah. And so then... It, I think that's the first thing when we when we question our results. If you find, I don't know, if you find that unhappiness or you're finding friction or resistance in the result you're getting, be aware of that. Yeah, and for me, my awareness came from a place of I believe I'm made for something more than this. More than that. More than Selling more cars. than yeah. More than just going to one office job and yeah. the same phone calls every single day. Like I, I believe my belief was that I'm more than this and that. That's what brought me here today. If I didn't have that belief, I'd probably still be there. So having that belief that you were destined for more than that, what did that do to, or where did you break the cycle? Did you start thinking different thoughts and feelings or did you start doing different things first? What was? So I took an opportunity that just arose in front of me. Yeah. It was the fact that, yes, I believed I was made for something more and the feeling of wanting more, I think, is what drove me to, to get that. And I think a lot of people feel that, but then because they're so used to this cycle, they just stay because yeah. it's comfortable. Yeah. Because let me guarantee you, if you've worked nine to five and you're 21 and you've never danced before to then move to the Gold Coast and then just start a dance course with like, I think the course was like 10 grand or something. And I had like five in my account, five or seven. Like I didn't even have the money to finish it, but I was like, no, I want it so bad. Like I, I believe and I think that I'm capable of doing this, that YOLO, I'm just going to do it. Like, and then that led to the behavior of me just committing to the course and then the result of me becoming a professional dancer and then ending up, you know, dancing at the Logies and meeting Kelly Rowland. I'm That's sorry. Huge. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, a couple of years Come ago, again. I yep. was just answering vocals. That's, that who I was. That, and that, 
I, mean, I love your I love that story of yours because in my head that really is such, it's such a good example of the false timeline that we put on things mm. we think sometimes oh that project or that thing or that reality is so far outside our grasp yeah. that that's going to take years to get mm-hmm. with time doesn't exist and <laughs> the only reality is now right yeah now. and look at you look at that shift look at from where you were to yeah and and really it is finding that circle um, or finding where in that circle you can break the link. If you break yeah. or change any one of the links, mm-hmm. the rest changes. Yes. So it's it's amazing. The results the results are what the universe gives you, right? Yeah. So that's not you can't break the link in the results to get those different results. You got to break the link somewhere else. You got to yeah. change the belief system, or you got to change the thoughts and feelings, or you got to change your behavior. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. You know, talking BS. How do you change? your belief system yeah just before we give you a tool to help you with that i just want to say as well that in every episode you see that we produce we're going to give you a title of the episode and today is that thoughts create your reality and then we also are leaving you with a tool so something actually useful that you can do in everyday life that will help you you know get the life that you want absolutely actionable and you can apply it as big or as small these tools are scalable yeah so whether it is you know whether it's you're in the realm of health wealth relationship whatever realm you want to play in or you need to you know shift the belief system and you can use this across the board yes yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) breaking the circle the first tool that we want to give you is well we've already kind of touched on it being seeing the circle knowing what your belief system is creates you know, you accept, you got to accept it first. Mm-hmm. You realize you got to take note before you are. You got to check in with yourself and be like, this is what it is. Yeah. And that acceptance of where you are gives you an awareness that immediately pulls you out of being in that rat race, in that circle. And you can see what the circle is. Yeah. An example of that is if I was stuck in my nine to five and I didn't believe that I was capable of doing whatever I wanted or yeah. that I didn't think that I, that I could do anything else, then I would still be stuck there. Like that's, if I didn't accept the belief, then I'd be in denial. Like, I'd still be there. And Absolutely. I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. And the other thing with that uh, the other thing with that belief system or that, that circle is that it is, it's your circle to change. And it's yeah. only your circle. Yeah. So in my... We, we give a lot of power to other people's belief systems. Mm-hmm. And we end up living other people's stories and other people's lives. Mm. So growing up as a kid, I was always told this, that same narrative of like, go to school, get good grades, get into a good course at a good university, you'll get a good job. That's the definition of success. Yeah. That was the belief system. That belief system drove the, drove the thoughts and feelings that I had to be an A-plus student. I had to excel at school. Um, which that, I did. Which, I, yeah, number <laughs> one out of 72, baby. <laughs> For those of you that don't know that story, back in, I was primary school in, in India and we had 72 kids in our class and uh, at the end of the year we would get a report card which ranked you from 1 to 72, like every kid knew where they stood in the pecking order of that class. My mum was so proud, I was numero uno. That is good, because I can guarantee you right now it would have been 72, like I would have been 73, like I, <laughs> I wasn't even an option. But it's not the fact that I was dumb. It's just that I didn't care for academics. I never school wasn't your jam. It wasn't for me. No. And yeah, I think that a school is not for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean, this is something we're going to touch on later, but one of the belief systems, I was talking about this last night to some of my students, a school creates a belief system where you pass or fail. Yeah. Right? 
you're giving them up A, B, C, D, E, or F, and F is bad, failure is bad, it drives into your brain, you're driven to realize that failure is bad, so you strive not to fail, that creates a feeling of discomfort with failure, and then that creates a behavior where you want to do things where you don't fail. The kind of behavior that creates, though, is it stops people from trying. Wow. Because these, so they don't try because of the fear of failure. Yeah. Right? And now, in our adult life, we practice failure as often as possible. People teach you to practice. Well, maybe there's a lot of adults out there that don't like failing because I think it's still an ingrained, 100%. ingrained thing. But I heard something the other day where, you know, if you haven't failed, you haven't tried. No, yeah. And the people who've succeeded the most have failed, failed the most. most. Yeah, right? 100%. Yeah. Failure is like a stepping stone. So if you count every failure as a step, like yep. think of it rather than a downward thing. It's an upward thing. Yeah. No one does something successful the first time. I yep. mean, you might, but it's probably... It's way. luck. Yeah. And if it is, you haven't learned anything. You haven't actually... It was just luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, think of it... Like every time you fail, think of it as another step up towards your result that you want. Yeah. And that's... It's a good thing. It's Failing such a good thing. thing. It's such a good thing. I was just having this conversation last night about how like ingrained in the schooling system it is anyway that failure is a bad thing mm. and that drives that whole circle and then we come out thinking or thinking thoughts mm. that drive behaviors to stop us from failing yeah another thing as well with the whole schooling system is that i love to look at it like if you told a gorilla or a monkey to climb a tree and then you also told a dolphin to climb a tree that dolphin's going to get an f yeah that does not mean that dolphin is dumb no. It means it can't climb trees. It probably shouldn't be in the forest. No, <laughs> well, that too. Mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, just because you fail at something doesn't mean you're not amazing at something else. Exactly. You can't take a failure from something as a, like you can't make that a belief system, I don't think. So that's another, that's a really good example of like using an external belief system yeah. or letting an yeah. external environment impact your belief system. So yeah. if that dolphin was to take on board that I can't climb a tree, that means I've I'm, got to fail there. Yeah. I'm lesser than. Mm. Then, then that dolphin has created a belief system in their head. Yeah. But I think what we want to, want to really focus on today is to think about how strong you have to be in your own belief system. If you can find that strength where you're like, no, this is what I believe, that's when you become completely limitless. Mm -hmm. Because other people's limits don't apply to you. No. Only your limits apply to you. Yeah. And it the, the kind of limits we'll talk about some examples of some of the yeah. some of the limits that, I mean there are limits in the entertainment industry here right entertainment industry in Australia there's I haven't grown up through it there's a as a dancer there was like an unspoken feeling that you kind of topped out at 30 years old mm. you know like if you didn't if you hadn't cracked it or if you hadn't if you weren't working in your teens to early 20s like you just didn't you couldn't be a professional dancer mm -hmm. post 30 in my experience, I've now met so many dancers that have continued to work and are at the top of their games and are still peaking, like their 30s, 40s, and they're still just like climbing because they didn't succumb to that belief. Mm -hmm. It wasn't their belief. But at the same time, I was talking to a, another dancer the other day who was just worried that at the age of 24, she was too old to you know land a show mm -hmm. because that's the belief that they they'd been around mm -hmm. earlier we were talking about morgan freeman yeah right morgan, morgan freeman cracked his first major acting role 
I've been acting his whole life and everything, but mm-hmm. cracked his first major role and got recognised at the age of 50. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling got knocked back, I think, like 14 times before someone published Harry Potter. Yeah. But she had an underlying belief that it was good enough. And those multiple rejections mm. were someone else's belief yeah. that she wasn't right. Yeah. And had she taken on any one of those other people's beliefs, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have Harry Potter. Exactly. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> but I mean, so they're celebrities, right? I have had this experience myself. Yep. Um, so when I left the car dealership and started dancing, you know, it was very new territory for me. It was very overwhelming and it was very much if I didn't believe I could do it then I should have given up Mm -hmm. like then I it would have been easy to give up because at that point in time I was a fish out of water like I had no idea what I was doing I couldn't understand French and ballet is French so I'm here not only learning how to dance but learn how to speak a whole other language and people that that were around me at the time had danced since they were like three so this is common knowledge for them so not only did I feel overwhelmed and feel out of my depths here but then I was also surrounded by people who were so comfortable in that environment which made me feel even more like, oh, shit, have I done the right thing here? But, I mean, my belief and my thought that, you know, I've always loved entertaining. I've always loved dancing. i just never done it. I just didn't get the opportunity to because we lived out of town. Um, and, yeah, so where's it going with that? Somebody else's belief. So one day, four months in, right, we started to get a little bit more insiders to the entertainment industry in itself. And I was like, okay, I think I want to be in Chase, like mm-hmm. Chase Creations, this dance agency. And the lady who owned it at the time, I'm dropping names because she did this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Daniela, who used to own the uh, industry, the agency, sorry. She was like, okay, because I messaged her and I was like, hey, like, I think this is what I want to do. Like, yeah, I think this is the path I want to take from this. Meanwhile, remember, I'm four months into my dance career. Four months. Yeah. <laughs> People around me have been dancing for 20 plus years. Anyway, so she's like, okay, great. I'll keep an eye on you next time I come in. So the next time she comes in, she's calling people in, <laughs> in the center of the room by themselves and going, okay, triple on the right, triple on the left. If you don't know what that means, it's a triple turn. That's, that's pretty hectic. Anyway, so she called my name up, me already freaking out, going, okay, I know she's going to be watching me. I know this is going to determine whether, you know, she thinks I can get in or not. And she's like, double on the right. So I attempt it and I fall out within the first turn. And then she just looks at me and she's like, go again. So then I attempted it again, fell out of it again. And she's like, okay, other side. And so I did it on the other side and I fell out of it again. No word of a lie. She looks me dead into my soul (laughs) through my eyes and goes, do you really think you get into my agency with a turn like that? Savage. Savage, right. At that point. Love her. At that, love her. She's great. She's we great. love her. Just for the record. <laughs> we love her. But the entertainment industry is, is brutal. Is, and that's what she was yeah. just, she was doing what she had to. Yep. I mean, it's that's the facts. Yep. Because you can't be a professional dancer without having some, except, unless you name it. Uh. <laughs> you know, unless you can nail basic technique, that's mm. an expectation. Uh, and yeah, so I was left that day with um, the person I wanted to employ me going, no chance. Mm. Turns out the next year I was employed by Chase Creations. A year later. <laughs> yeah, the next year. Because I, she knew I wasn't going to give up. Yeah. I was there every day. I was there early. Every day I came home, I was writing ballet terminology. Like I had a book and every afternoon I would go home and I would write what this meant in French and then write it in English and what this meant and what this meant. Like I wrote the entire ballet terminology from A to Z in a book. I hand wrote it out because I was like, I am getting this. I, I believe I can get this. It does not count what anyone else says. 
even from the lady I wanted to get employed by, the one person. Yeah. She said, you can't do this. I said, you watch me. <laughs> and, I, and I did. You did it. Without that, did it. without that belief, I wouldn't be here. No. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And had you taken on, had you taken on Dee's belief, yeah. had you just listened to that, you wouldn't have fought for it. No. So you have to, to, to take, like, like a child, mm. like a five-year-old child that's told that this is what we do, we're just so conditioned to taking on other people's belief systems. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it's a harder thing to form our own. Yeah. And so when you can form your own, the power in that and what it ingrains in you is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I noticed in, in shifting my, my belief system, I, I was becoming, working as a lawyer, I was becoming a very negative person. Yeah. Because in my world as a lawyer, I was just looking at situations that had gone to shit mm-hmm. and figuring out how to make them as good as possible, or looking at a perfectly good situation and having to brainstorm all the ways that thing could turn to shit. Mm-hmm. And so in my life, I started just looking at the world around me, good, bad, or ugly, like it doesn't matter what it was, I was just looking at it. If it was good, it was going to be, become bad. Mm-hmm. And if it was bad, how could I make it? Mm-hmm. You know, how could I fix it? Mm-hmm. So everything became bad. And I started to notice that this manifested in my language. Mm-hmm. So I started realizing that I would use the word but when I didn't need to use the word but. I love that. So I started saying things like, oh, it's a beautiful day, but it might rain later. Oh, it's a beautiful day, but the sun's a bit too warm. Like the word but would just fall out at the end of the thought mm-hmm. to connect another thought. When maybe I meant and. Mm-hmm. When maybe I wanted to add another thought. Mm-hmm. What that did though was it started to create contradictory thoughts in my head. There'd be mm-hmm. something good and I was just becoming wired that way. Yeah. There was something good but something opposite. Yeah. And when, so again, awareness was the first thing. I started becoming aware of this behavior. When I was aware of the behavior, I could see the results it was doing. It was funneling and like fueling the belief that life was shit. Mm -hmm. And then that was feeling the thoughts and it was kept happening. So I decided in that circle to break the behavior. And I changed the word but to and. Mm -hmm. So I would say a sentence and I'd feel the word but be on like the edge of my mouth. And I'd just say and. And then it completely changed how I'd end that sentence. So I'd have sipping a wine. Mm -hmm. This wine is really nice. And... It's really sweet. Mm. As opposed to before, I'd be like, this wine is really nice, but it's too sweet. Mm. And so suddenly the second part of the sentence that would negate the first part Mm -hmm. disappeared. I noticed that simple behavior changed my results. It completely flipped the way I was looking at the world. It changed my thoughts and feelings about the world. Mm -hmm. And it shifted. I felt the internal shift in my belief system away from the world has to be this way. Yeah. And it was such a small, like, microscopic thing to change. Yeah, tiny. Three, three Phenomenal. letters. Three letters. Like cat. Cat. Dog. The. Yeah. Game changing. So, I mean, if you, if you catch yourself doing that, see if you can, see what happens if you replace the word but with and in no, your life. No, don't, I don't even think, just try it. I think do it. Do for, it. For one day, see what happens. Do it. And do it. Yeah. Change from but, because I think that's a normal way that people talk to, especially yeah. Aussies. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's so cold. But like, oh, my God, I had to do this this morning. And, you know, like, just try. No, don't try. Just replace but with and for one day and tell us what happens. Yeah. See if you feel different. I'd love to know. Yeah. Post a comment. Would Would love to know how you felt, if your thoughts change, any part of that circle. And I ultimately would love to know if you 
have different results. Mm. If that change gives you a different impact in your life, please, please, please let me know. Share, share with us. We want to hear it all. Yes, absolutely. So that's that's some examples in our life mm-hmm. of how that circle has been broken. A story that I want to share in this, and you all may be familiar with this man, Roger Bannister. The story of the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. And the story goes that it was said that scientifically it was humanly impossible to run a mile in under four minutes. They said that you would, your heart would explode if you were to keep the pace, like you, you would die. So no, there was fear. So no one wanted to, no one wanted to break it for the fear of dying. Roger Bannister, man from the UK, refused to. And in the 50s, he was the first man to run that mile at 3.59.4. I love that. Broke it. He held a different belief. He, his belief didn't follow the outside belief. Mm-hmm. The wildest part of that story for me is that in the next couple of years, that record was broken, I think, seven more times. Yeah. Fact, go fact check it. I don't know, but yeah. broken a bunch more times. And it just goes to show the power... Like, why didn't those other people break it first? Mm. Yeah, if they could physically do it, why not? Because they were scared. Didn't have a belief. And that's the thing, I think, as well. If, if you're a lucky person like I am who naturally has a belief of that, I can do whatever I want to do. And I think, you know, this shows... My dad tells me this story from when I was seven. My sister and I got rollerblades. Yep. And uh, I obviously couldn't ride them at the time. And we went out and we started practicing in the back, in the backyard and... Um, yeah, my sister, you know, laughed at me when I fell down the first time. I fell down, I think, flat on my ass, and my sister was like, ha you can't do it. So I took my skates off, and I walked around the back, like, even further where no one could see me. I put them back on, and I skated. And I learned how to skate that day. That's amazing. And I came back out, and I was like, hm, I'm going to run rings around you now. Look at you fall over. <laughs> so I, I'm very, very lucky that I'm one of the people Savage. that... You got the drive. Yeah, I do. What I think I want to leave you guys with is this thought... Because that really, like, you're persistent. Like, you've yeah, got the... I if I think I can do something, I'm going to do it. Yes. Like, and nothing's going to stop me. It doesn't matter who thinks I can, who thinks I can't, I'll be doing it. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And you, you've got that hunger. Yeah. What I want Everyone should. Everyone should. Like, everyone it's does. so magical. It's there. It's absolutely there. But people fear it. Yeah. It's like something that knocks out of their mind. And there are moments where they don't. There are moments where you have a breakthrough, right? Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite Jim Quick sayings is that persistence can let you achieve anything. So if you have the drive, you can achieve anything. But being consistent lets you keep it. That is cool. So it's not just about showing up that one time and doing it that one time. It's about the repetition. Yeah, exactly. It's like when we spoke in the last episode about, you know, 30 years worth of the same program. You can't break that in one day. No, no. No. It's, it's got to take the consistency. This but and and thing, give it a go for a day. But don't just give it a go for one day. Yeah. See how it feels for a week. You know, don't just try something for that one day and go, oh, that didn't work. Yeah. You know, that you, you may find a result in that one day. Yeah. But the consistency is going to be game-changing. And what I find odd is that if you try this but and and thing, swapping but for and, and you don't see the results in one day, just know that the results do exist because you're, you are literally a living example of it. You change your negative mindset to a positive one using this 
And then if you don't fill it in a day, that's a step of failing. Yeah. So try it again. So try it again. If you know that the results, like the 10 minute mile, sorry, the four minute mile, if you can see that it is possible, then do it again and again and again until you get it. Because it is real. You can get that result. The only person that's going to stop you from getting it is because you don't have enough failed steps to walk all the way up and get to the, you know, end. If you're not there yet, it means you haven't failed enough. Yeah, that's right. Try again. Try again. I love that. Same. I love that. So get out there. Fail fast. Fail often and fail forward. Just go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, break that circle. So again, just to recap, first find what your circle is. Yes. Yes, take a step back. Figure out what your belief system is. Figure out how that belief system is making you think or feel a certain way. Take a look at what actions are coming out of those thoughts and beliefs and then look at those results you're getting. This circle may come from being aware of the results you're getting first Mm -hmm. and you feeling like something needs to change. Yeah. Once you're aware of it, figure out what you can do or where in that step you can break it. If you have done that before, if there's an example in your life where you've done it before, call upon that. The fact that you've done it means you can do it again. Share it with us. Yeah, totally. We want to start talking to you guys a little bit more in depth and we want to bring up, you know, your experiences and talk in depth about your, what you've gone through and what you've done to change it. Because we're only two people. How many people is in the world? More than that. (laughs) Isn't this like seven billion? Billions. Billions. Okay. We're two little people. Yeah. And we want to hear from everyone. Everyone. And Everyone can help everyone else as well. That's it. Yeah, yeah like that Robert guy. Yeah, he helps seven more other people. Yep, just by doing it himself. So the more that we can share, the better. On that note, love you. Love you. Gotta go. See you next time. Bye. Bye.